Welcome back to episode two of Mark's Musings. I'm Mark, and I'll be narrating this podcast, which is hosted on WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to WCTV.org slash podcast and click on Mark's Musings and then click on subscribe. You will then be sent notifications when new episodes are available. In this episode, I will be describing some of my writing routine first and then read a few chapters from my book, Escape North. You can get my book on Amazon.com or Kindle.com in ebook or paperback version and read along with me. I'll be right back. Daily Writing Routine, Session 1 My daily writing is sporadic, but I try to write at least a few hours a week. Some say it should be eight hours. I have a variety of hobbies and activities and try to gear them all to my writing interests and use the ideas in short stories. They say you write best what you know best. So in the next few minutes, I'll try to share with you some of my activities and show you how they may help my writing experience. I volunteer at the local senior center and serve on the commission that helps plan all the events for the center and senior membership. There are bus trips, exercise activities, bingo events, sponsored lunch events, walking tours, bocce games, kayaking courses, sewing and knitting, and loads of other activities. I try to attend most of the events and take lots of photos that I post on Google Photos and then make a video presentation that gets posted on the Senior Center website and at the local TV station. My conversations with the other seniors spans the imagination and gives me ideas for a multitude of stories. In addition to helping at some of the Senior Center events, I participate in the weekly art class where the instructor shows us how to paint with acrylic paints. Although we have worked on our own designs, we are currently doing class project depicting a duck in a pond with water and weeds in the background. The class members range in experience from beginner to very experienced, but we all learn from each other. The instructor shows us how to size and draw the subject and place it on the canvas, mix color shades from primaries, paint from dark to light and back to front, and various other techniques. The painting class has helped me greatly, not only with learning about painting, but also learning how art can be used when writing a short story or novel. The main character might be a beginner or a famous art restorer working on the Sistine Chapel. My other volunteer work is at the local TV station, WCTV.org, in Wilmington, Mass. As a volunteer, they have taught me how to use the studio cameras and the field cameras. I have been sent out with a camera to shoot a parade or a sports event or political rally. I then come back to the station and edit the video with computer software and produce a show that appears on local TV. 
Recently, I have learned how to create a podcast, and I am now involved with making my own podcast about my writing life. One thing always leads to another. In my spare time, I try to read other authors and learn from their variety of styles. I also belong to a local writers group which meets periodically and we critique each other's work. When I have created a decent story, I'll publish it on wattpad.com or even self-publish on kindle.com. Next time, I'll talk about my writing research. See you soon. Chapter 3 Stan's Jokes When Stan arrived at school, he talked with the principal and some teachers about the ice visit and the TV news. Justifiably, they were worried about how it will affect the community and the school children. Some parents began to show up at school and also express their concerns. Although there were many second-generation parents living in the community, there were also newcomers and immigrants that had made their homes here. As calls went out to the community through phone and social media, more parents began to show up and the principal moved the crowd into the school auditorium. Small groups discussed different items that they heard. Then one parent got up on stage to try and lead the discussion so that everyone would share the same information. One thing was clear. They all disagreed with the new rules from Washington. Soon they found out through social media that other groups like theirs were forming all over the country to protest this outright discrimination. After all, America was a melting pot for all people from many persuasions. And now the new president wanted to deport all illegal immigrants, even those that had been here for years, had families, worked hard, and contributed to the community. After a while, the mayor showed up and spoke to the crowd to quell their fears. He promised legal action through the state and local legislature. He also went out on a limb and declared the town a sanctuary city, the same as done in cities like Boston and New York and states like California. The mayor then disbanded the crowd and told them to go home and that he would keep them informed. During school lunch, the kids were exceptionally quiet. They knew what was happening and were afraid for their friends and families. As students ate in the cafeteria, the principal and teachers circulated among them and tried to ease their tension. Stan went out about his duties, helping in the lunch line, serving food and then later sweeping floors and emptying trash barrels. Some students also helped and made sure the tables were clean and the trash was picked up. As always, Stan joked with some of the more talkative ones. Little Julian called, Hey Stan, did you hear the one about why there's no giraffes in grade school? No, why, Master Julian? Because they're in high school, he said. <laughs> Stan chuckled. That was great, Julian. I have another one for you. 
He paused briefly before continuing. Johnny went home and told his mother that he got a hundred in school that day. Then his mother said, That's great. What in? So Johnny told her, A forty in reading and a sixty in spelling. Julian and Stan laughed. <laughs> Julian said, That was funny. I'm going to tell my dad that one when I get home today. Stan loved talking with the kids. It always brightened his day, no matter how bad the news was. Chapter 4 A Deli Stop At the end of the day, Stan left school and stopped in the town square at the Mexican deli. He felt like having tacos and chili for dinner. Maybe he would even share some with Baxter. He walked into the deli and saw Jose and Maria behind the counter preparing food. Twelve years ago, after migrating from Mexico, they had opened the deli. The menu included a variety of Mexican dishes and a delicious Mexican pizza. It was a thriving business and always busy. Jose and Maria's son, Juan, was wiping down the tables and sweeping the floor. Stan noticed Juan and said, Juan, you really got home fast. I just saw you at school. Well, I took the shortcut through the woods instead of the long way around town. Every day, my cat, Ojos, waits for me at the trailhead and we walk home together. Stan saw Ojos in the corner, cowering and walking back and forth under the tables. He sensed that Ojos was nervous, on edge. Stan looked at Juan and asked, Did you hear any good jokes today? Juan said, Yeah, my science teacher told me this one. So this teacher asked the student, What's the chemical formula for water? Smiling and confident, the student said, H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O. Confused, the teacher asked, what are you talking about? The student replied, You said water was H2O. Stan said, That's really funny. <laughs> Stan noticed his food was ready. He collected it and moved to, to the cash register and paid Maria. He then asked Jose if he could speak to him privately outside. Once outside the deli, Stan told Jose about the ice raid at his home and earlier that day. He also suggested that Jose keep Ojos out of sight for a while until everything cooled down. Concerned, Jose then glumly said, That's going to be a tough one. Ojos likes to wander and be where the action is. He's in and out of the house like the wind. Chapter 5 Gunshots Stan waved by and got in his truck and drove home. As he approached his driveway, everything looked peaceful. There were no police cars in sight. He parked his truck and walked up to the front door. Right before he opened his front door, he heard gunshots in the distance. 
probably old man Rodney shooting his guns on the back of his 40-acre property. Of course, that was normal up here in the woods. Most people had guns and were avid hunters. Most hunters followed the rules, but old man Rodney made up his own rules. Stan unlocked his door, walked through the doorway, and saw Baxter pacing the floor. That was not normal. Baxter was usually sprawled out sleeping near the sliding glass door basking in the afternoon sun. As Stan closed the door, he took a whiff and shouted, Baxter, what did you do? Oi, boy, pewee! Your little box stinks to the high heaven. It smells like jalapeno peppers. Did you have Ojos in here today? I know how much he likes Mexican food mixed with his kibbles. Baxter hung his head low and started meowing. It was a serenade that continued for five minutes. Ignoring Baxter's mournful singing, Stan took the litter box outside and dumped it in the garbage barrel with a gallon of disinfectant. When Stan returned, he knew something was up. The local news was on the TV. They were showing the wanted posters of Ojos and the gang. As they zoomed in on each photo, Baxter walked back and forth in front of the TV, yowling. Stan looked at Baxter and said, Nothing much we can do right now, old buddy. The president has the law on his side until the courts decide otherwise. In the meantime, make sure your friends stay out of sight. Stan warmed up the tacos and the chili in the microwave and sat down for dinner. Against his better judgment, he gave Baxter some of the tacos and would probably pay the price later. They both would be passing gas like Mount Vesuvius later that night. After dinner, Stan cleaned up and sat down to read the local paper. Although he left TV on, he turned off the sound to get some peace and quiet. However, that peace didn't last long. He heard some gunshots that sounded really close. He looked out the back sliding door and didn't see anything, but he heard more shots. Stan decided to go upstairs and look out the second floor window to try and get a better view. Looking out the upstairs window, he saw Rodney the redneck running through his backyard. Stan opened the window and shouted, Get off my property, you idiot! Rodney yelled back, I'm chasing one of those illegal immigrant cats. I don't care if you're chasing a wild elephant. You're on my property and you can't hunt anything without my permission. Rodney defiantly aimed and fired one more shot into the woods before he turned and walked back to his property line beyond the sto old stone wall. He, up here in the north woods, stone walls usually separated large tracts of farmland. After all, scattered around in the granite state from glacial debris, 
They made easy markers to identify land boundaries. Rodney turned around and stared back at Stan. Anger radiated from both of them as they stared at each other for the longest time. Eventually, Stan won. Na 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 na. The staring contest and Rodney turned and walked back to his house, disappearing from Stan's line of sight. Distrusting the old scoundrel, Stan ran downstairs and went out on his deck to check that Rodney wouldn't circle back. At the same time, Baxter followed and then took off into the woods as Stan called to him to get back inside. After a few minutes waiting, Stan heard Baxter meowing loudly and another sound like a baby's crying. He walked over to the trees where the sound came from and saw Baxter crouched down near Ojos. He bent down to help and Ojos screamed with agony, clawing at Stan. Using a small branch lying on the forest floor, Stan held Ojos down and then grabbed him by the nap of the neck and took him back to his house. When he got inside, he took a towel and wrapped it around Ojos so he couldn't scratch. He then saw that Ojos was bleeding from a gunshot wound in his hind leg. He tied some twine around Ojos and the towel so he wouldn't get out and then decided to take him to the vet for some emergency care. He left Baxter home and quickly locked all the doors. Come back next time.